Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It's college basketball madness, and God, I love it so much. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. I am watching Tennessee and Florida right now. By the way, you were looking at another half-vaccinated man. That's what went today. Got my, I don't know if you can see it or not, but I've got my, my Band-Aid on. So I had to sit in the line, and thanks to, I'm, I'm going to give free ads out, thanks to YouTube TV and Verizon for having fantastic internet service uh all of the national guard guys that were part of the health team up there were coming over to me asking me for the score to the alabama mississippi state basketball game so well they didn't have to ask but once because it, it got pretty it was, bad early. it was an ass thrashing from almost <laughs> the four or five minute mark yes it was a yep. beat down it was an absolute beat yep. down so you know is what it is uh i hate uh josh primo like a star freshman for Alabama looks like he yeah. may be out. So I, he's definitely not playing tomorrow. Uh, most certainly. Let's let's hope it's not long term though. I, I hope right. he's back in time for the NCAA tournament. He's that's all you care about, right? Yeah. You, like by all of this, winning the the SEC championship would be awesome. Yes, but yes. you don't. When you got a shot to make a real run, do, so let me ask you. I've got a question. Okay. I want to ask you this: Would you, as a Bama fan, rather have an SEC championship? Because don't give me the the regular season and stuff i don't care nobody cares about who won the regular season ever in basketball that's not how basketball is played okay right would you rather have won the sec but go out one and done in the tournament or lose the sec next round and make like a sweet 16 or an elite eight run or possibly farther but i'm just giving you just an elite eight let's let's call it let's cut it in half alabama has made one elite eight in their history yeah, I was. About I say, would take the elite. Was that in your lifetime? Did that happen? No, no. It, yes, it I was wasn't. Say, my, I don't think it was in two thousand. It was the two thousand three, two thousand four season. Kennedy Winston okay. was the star on that team. I was it, trying to figure out. I don't remember it, but I'm sure. I thought well, it, it happened. It was upset while because, we were alive. I, oh yeah, I mean it was. So Alabama, like they got hot towards the end of the season. They were eighteen and thirteen going into the NCAA tournament. They were a nine seed. They had to win their first game, which was technically an upset. They won the second game over the number one seed in the field, Stanford, at the time. That's how far back that was uh, when Stanford was actually really, really good no, at basketball. No, Stanford used to be awesome. No, oh, no, yeah. I do. Okay, you saying this, I remember all of it now. Yep, and then they upset uh, Syracuse in the Sweet 16 and then got run over by Emeka Okafor and UConn I, I in the Elite. I do remember. I remember all because that yep. was UConn's championship year. Yep, yeah. that was, I think that was the first one, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Jim Calhoun, that was uh, 
Whew. Yeah, that was Calhoun's. That was Calhoun's title. Um, I remember that. And I think I'm with you. I'm 100% like if you told me LSU could win the SEC, be awesome. Not No, no championships, a bad championship. Or they could lose today to Ole Miss, but make a run in the tournament. I don't even say win the tournament. Just, just get a, to the second weekend. Like, hang on. This is why college football has killed itself with only focusing on the winner. Yes. By if they make the playoffs bigger, so many more teams can say they had a ultra successful season just by making a run. Yes. Yes. I'm with you. I am with you. Uh, let's jump in through uh, some of these comments real quick because they are coming in furiously today. Uh, Taylor jumped in, said, Happy Friday. McKinnon said, Me and the boy are watching WCE while we wait for prescriptions to be filled. He said, Atta Starting boy. them on the good stuff, young. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Damien said, what's up, Chris? How you feel about CSM resigning? <sighs> uh, oh, CSM resigning? Who, who is that? I need, I don't do, I don't do well with I, abbreviations. I think oh, he's trying yeah, to say Cam, Cam resigning. resigning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Um, yeah. Casey said, man, I did like Zach Wilson as the second best quarterback in the draft, but after seeing Trey Lance's pro day. No, 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 no. Hey, we're not pro talking days, about that. Pro days. No, but no, we're no, not no, we're no. not talking about that. If you you fall in love with a guy in a pro day, listen, that is a dude that fell in love with a first date with the craziest bitch at the bar. Okay, that that is danger, 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 yes. danger, danger. That chick is a dude. You don't want to do that, man. That is that is scary as hell. Oh yeah, that's I look. We saw Trey Lance play against Central Arkansas. Yep, and he was not very good. Yep, no. that's all I'm, I'm saying. I'm, I'm it's telling not saying you, that he can't be good in the NFL. All that's I'm saying right. Is, not that he can't be good. You know. Just don't. What he did today is irrelevant to anything you've ever seen. Watch these people play football. Yes. The, the, Underwear the Olympics days, mean nothing. No, the pro days are set up specifically for them to be successful. That's so, what they're set up for. This like, wasn't even on our thing to talk about today, but I actually want to bring this up. I was upset that they get let go to the combine, A, because it's it's NFL conversation that I get to talk about because I'm I'm just fiending for NFL content right now all the time. Maybe, maybe not this week and next week, but the last several weeks and then the next couple of weeks in the past. One of the reasons why is because the teams have realized we don't need, we don't need it. Um, and, and the basis point is, is we don't care like for the 40 yard dash because now players in college are using GPS technology that's in the helmets. They can actually see how fast you play. So they really don't care how fast you run in underwear, in a straight line, not holding the football, and, and, and not in pads, obviously. Um, they don't. That doesn't matter if you play slow. And with the GPS technology, they can judge everybody on, can this cornerback play fast or does he play slow? This receiver, do they play not? And so they no longer need the 40-yard dash. They no longer need to see how many push-ups you can do or how high you can jump because they're getting the information from watching you play football, which is what, which is what I've been screaming forever. Please don't fall in love with guys in the combine. Please don't fall in love with guys at pro day. It's a dangerous thing to do. Yes, you are 100%. They're all liars, by the way. They're all liars. (laughs) Football film, when you're going up against a guy that wants to destroy you, that wants to physically hurt you and harm you, that's when everybody tells the truth. Yes, you get to actually see the truth play out. Uh, Yeti 
jumped in. He said, "Sup, fellas, can we just skip the Alabama State game?" <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, gonna skip over. It. We're yeah, not even gonna talk about it. There you go. Terry said, "What's we, we up, Saltine?" Enough. Uh, Casey said, "Missouri's gonna win the SEC tournament. Um, not if they play like they did last night. I will yeah. tell you that. Uh, they'll I, probably I had go money out on them last night. I against them last night, and and I covered, but I lost yep. the bet. I mean, I lost the the money line, but I covered, so I pushed." Yep. There you go. Damien said, uh, Cam, I mean, there we go. Uh, yeah, Cam. Let's see. Taylor said, some people like when their chicks are dudes. Um, no, uh, that's no, talking no about doubt. What no, doubt. Yeah. no judging. I Listen, no I don't judge anybody for anything when it comes to that stuff. I'm pretty pretty open when it comes to that crap. I, it doesn't matter to me. I'm just telling you, what pers- be who you portray yourself to be. Yes. Okay? That's all I'm saying. No false advertisement because that's not cool. I agree with that. You don't lie to yourself. You don't lie to the public. You just let everybody know this is who I am. Terry jumps in. I would look good throwing a ball in my drawers. Well, maybe I've got 15 years, or I would have 15 years ago. Uh, Damien said, question with all these teams dropping out of tournaments. Do y'all think it could cancel March Madness again? We're going to no. get to that. Uh, and then Casey, I'm calling it. Trey Lance will be the second best quarterback from this class. He, he fell in love with Trey Lance today, apparently. He That's said, fine. There's another That's comment fine. about him being a better quarterback than Justin Fields. And There's a, there's eh. a, there's a fool born every day. I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that. All right, let's get into the actual topics at hand. Write my write my times down here. Um, Kansas, out of the Big 12 tournament. Their game against Texas is canceled tonight. They have a COVID positive, and it is somebody that actually played in the game last night. So you've only got a handful of options there. Um, Virginia, their game against Georgia Tech, canceled. Georgia Tech moves on to the championship game because Virginia has a positive. Uh, Duke and Florida State yesterday was canceled because Duke had one positive. Um, this is not going to be... It, it, what What's happening in these tournaments is not what March Madness is going to be. Like, That's it's right. just not. It's not even close because there are so many protocols set up for the NCAA. Um, however, it could get squirrely on, on Monday, Tuesday when they're talking about doing replacements. How How do you feel about this, Chris? Oh, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I, I will tell you that I don't think any of the teams that have dropped out. So so Duke dropping out hurt them because they're no longer going to be able to get in the tournament. I didn't think there was a snowball chance in hell of them getting in anyway. I, some people thought if they beat Florida State, they would be in. I don't see that. I, I think they if they got in, it would be only because their name is Duke. And you know how I hate that stuff. Yep. Let's judge them based on this year, this team. This year, this team would have had to win the tournament, and I don't think they could have won it. I, I think they would have hit way too many roadblocks, and I actually think Florida State would have smoked them. So, um, my personal opinion, we'll never know, and uh, and they're out. Virginia and and Kansas, they're going, and and Virginia is going to be a hell of a seed. They need to get their COVID stuff. They need to make sure they have no more positives, and they are ready to play. This is a team that could win the tournament. So that. They are the ones so far out of everybody that's gotten hit that actually need to make sure they get a real strong hold on this. Oh, yes, most certainly. I'm I, I'm a little curious about this because you have to have seven uh, consecutive negative tests before you are allowed to play in the NCAA tournament. I'm, but they're all going to be in the bubble for seven days, though, right? Well, they, they can't even go to the bubble until they get the seven. Oh, tests. that's right. So, like, they will that's travel. Right. That's right. They will travel to Indianapolis, but they cannot yes. step site on an NCAA tournament site. They can't step foot on an NCAA tournament yep. site until they have seven consecutive negative tests. But they're tests. going to the hotel. Okay, they're going to the hotel. Yeah. 
But like they're going to be in Indianapolis, but they have to, they don't yeah. get to play. They're, they're going to be in Indianapolis for the sole purpose. But normally they wouldn't go that early. The only reason they're going this early is to quarantine. Yes. Now, I, what I'm curious about is how are they not quarantined right now? Like, how is this <laughs> happening right now? Yeah, I thought it was strange. One of the things Duke was being criticized for was is they didn't choose to quarantine at the ACC tournament. Yeah, they were driving. They were from actually Greensboro driving back, back and to forth. Durham. Yeah, which means you're leaving kids on campus and and around you know other students and and and, and a lot of other people, um, you know the general pop, and lo and behold somebody gets hit. You know, I, I think that was a a a mistake. I don't think it was intentional. I just think they were, you know, they thought we can control them better at Duke than we can in the hotel. Um, but it, I, I think they were wrong there, and I, I kind of think we were proving that they were wrong. Well, but it, now at the same time, like it may have been something that happened before they even went to the ACC tournament because True. this stuff does sit for a while before it can actually yeah, test positive. Yeah, so. we, 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 still, we still, all we know about this virus is, is some people can catch it and know immediately. Some people can catch it and 10 days later it shows up. Yeah. It, it, it can, can be, they can be negative, 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 quarantined for an entire week. And then after quarantining, still pop positive. Ohio State and uh, Purdue just uh, went to overtime. I don't know if you saw that or not. Yeah, I was I was watching that game because the Florida Tennessee game was getting a little squirrely on them. Yeah, it's sixty six fifty right now. Hey, I, at what point do, at what point do you think Florida coach Mike White just just gave up? Like, I'm not talking no. about in the game. I'm just talking like, yeah. have you seen like his neck and like the way he dresses now? Like when he first got there, he had like this perfect haircut and was like clean shaven all the time. <laughs> And and had suits on like a button down all that all the time like he looked just like perfect right and yep. and now like I mean that hair is just a complete mess he 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 looks like this all the time now so I'm <laughs> yeah it, it definitely looks like uh, the the I don't know is it the stress of the job is it you know that might be I part don't know. of it. I mean, when he first got there, like he he was fresh off of you know coaching Louisiana Tech to several NCAA tournaments and yeah and things. He was a it, good it, when everything's going kid. good, you look good. I mean, he looks like a dude that's Ooh. been on a bender for a while. Exactly, he looks rough right now, rough right now. So, uh, so back to Kansas, Virginia, and Duke. Yeah. The the issue right now is they've had one COVID positive. They had like two of these teams had players actually play in games. Duke had a yep. walk on that didn't play. The other two had guys that were on the floor on games or in games on Thursday. Do we know, like, it, obviously, they're around each other, like, in the locker room and all that kind of stuff. If one of them popped positive, like, the contact tracing is going to be nuts. What happens with Kansas and Virginia now? Like, are they possibly I, not going to be allowed in? Because I don't of think so. I think, I think they're getting away from the regular season protocols. I think we're getting away from the word contact tracing. I haven't heard them using that at all. I think it is, if you test positive, you're out. And if you don't, you're in. Well, as long as we can keep you from testing positive, then we're okay. It is It is still – so the, the way that the rules are set up, um, Ben said, what are the protocols if a team gets COVID in the tournament? Well, just because they're you out. get a positive case does not mean that yeah, you yeah. are out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What it means is – they have all of them have these little devices. Now, forget the name of the company, but it's it's yeah. a, a device that was meant for like health checks, and and it's kind of like what's in a Fitbit or something like that, right? Yep. And basically, yep. it measures distance and time 
between the two devices. So you can wear it in a wristband, you can attach it to clothing, all that kind of stuff. But these players will have it on them uh, for all of their waking hours, basically, like while they are in Indianapolis. So if somebody pops positive, so long as they have been kept, because every single player is getting their own hotel room, everybody's getting separate, and they're not supposed to congregate except for like when they're practicing and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. it's it's how far away from them were you? Like how if you were within six feet, how long was it? Like all of this kind of stuff. And if somebody does get contact traced, it will be because the data tells them, oh man, they have been in a serious exposed risk. Now the NCAA protocol is you only have to have five players available to play. That's right. That's it. Like you don't have to have a bench full. You don't have, like you can rotate if you want to, but if you got five guys, you can play. Then you can play. And and even if you got a guy that fouls out in the middle of the game, like we saw this four. with uh, Alabama and Minnesota. Uh, a couple yeah. of years ago when Colin Sexton uh, was playing for Alabama. And Alabama's entire bench jumped up because one of the Minnesota players like threw down an Alabama player pretty, you know, rashly, I'll say. And the whole bench left the bench. And in the NCAA, That's the a- rules are you are out of here. You are ejected if you leave the bench area during a, a uh, scuffle or whatever. That's right. So Alabama played Minnesota three on five. But three on like eight, but three on five for the remainder of the game. And they, I mean, they kept it within like six points. Like Colin Sexton scored 43 points or something. I mean, it was insane. Yeah. But like, it, this is not uncommon. Like, we, you will still be able to play so long as you got five guys that can actually play. Sure. So, so we'll see. It's going to be interesting because this was, man, when this popped this morning that Kansas was out, I said, oh my God. <laughs> like, Duke is one thing because they, they weren't getting in anyway. Kansas was the two seed in the Big 12. They were looking right. at probably a three seed in the tournament. Virginia was looking at probably like a four or five seed, maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, they're they're already in. The issue is that the tournament starts next Friday. And if it starts next Friday, can you get this thing reeled in within a week? I maybe. I but think so. I think so. I, I hope mean, so. I think we're gonna be I think we're gonna be hang on. When I say I think we're gonna be okay, I think I think somebody is getting bounced and somebody is gonna move forward in the tournament without playing a game. Okay. I I a hundred percent think at least one of the alternate schools is gonna get thrown in the first week again. And I a hundred percent think at least one school is gonna get bounced midway through it because of COVID. I think that's gonna happen. I also think we're gonna get a champion when it's all said and done. I just do. Oh, yeah. No, we will absolutely get it. There will be... So, whoever asked the question, I forget who it was that asked already. Um, I'm sure it was Damien. If, like, you are not going to get a canceled March Madness. Somebody is going to play in this tournament, and somebody will come out with a a trophy at the end of this thing because they cannot go without making $900 million for a second consecutive year. That's just not going to happen. So, so somebody will. Uh, Casey said... um, I had Louisville winning the ACC. Why the hell couldn't uh, couldn't Duke have dropped out a day earlier? Shake my damn head. Uh, look, the way Louisville played in that game, they weren't going to win any other game. They weren't either, winning so. it. <laughs> they were never going to win it. Uh, you Taylor, couldn't beat a shitty Duke team. You're not winning it, man. Uh, Taylor said, I'm concerned there's an overabundance of testing and there's bound to be false positives and canceling from just one test hurts. So that's the thing. If it is a false positive, that guy ah. is out until he tests out of it. That's why the NCAA is doing this, basically. Yeah. I'm so. I'm I'm going I'm going to tell you my opinion. My opinion is it's going to end up like like the NFL ended, a lot like Major League Baseball ended, a lot like the NBA. At some point in time, 
we're going to stop getting positive tests for a long period of time. And we're going to be like, holy crap, look how good these guys are doing. And really what it is, this is we're going to have one guy, one Butch Jones sitting in a closet, spitting in all the tubes with everybody's <laughs> name and every tube that the players spit in is going up in the garbage. Okay. There you go. That's, that's what I think because I'm a cynical bastard and I find it strange that all year we had positive tests randomly throughout the place. And then all of a sudden, right when the dick cutting gets there, all of a sudden, all the positive tests stop. Yep. Yep. Holy cow. We finally got this thing figured out. Really? Really? I don't think we figured this thing out. I just I think these are kids. They're really healthy. They're not actually going to get sick. So let's just do this thing. Uh, Casey said, I've got a bad feeling about it. I don't think we're going to make it to the final four. Fingers crossed, though. Uh, uh-huh. Brown Yeti said, uh, Duke had just as much of a chance as Mississippi State, which was a snowball's chance in hell. Uh, <laughs> I agree. OB Matt said they can catch these hands. Uh, <laughs> Casey said, uh, couldn't there be false positives? Absolutely. So Taylor jumped in and said, rigged, uh, of course. I love it when the uh, when the chatters get at each other, man. Love it. Uh, Damien, this whole season should have been in a bubble to prevent this from happening. No, the season's you, been fine. You can't put – how many college basketball teams do we have? I mean, really? Really? Uh, if, 353. If football, yeah, I was going to say, football is 130. College basketball is easily double that. So There you go. Uh, Taylor's in his local Hooters again. He's watching Ohio State. Um, let's see. Taylor's Taylor's also reading through the Harry Potter books, which which warms my heart. There you go. Uh, let me guess. Minnesota was favored by seven, says Casey. Uh, just the fact that they kept that within six points shows how rigged it is. Uh, God, that's so ridiculous. Uh, my lab mate is from Lawrence, Kansas, and he was devastated today. There's no reason to be devastated. The, no, they're still going to get in, and they're still going to have yeah. a decent seed. And yes, you want to bend the Big Twelve. They weren't beating Baylor anyway. Okay, no, I don't think so. they just weren't. I, don't I think, think so. I think Baylor. That's the one conference where I just don't really feel upset. It's coming. I don't either. Well, I mean, there's a reason why it's like the number one seed versus number five, and then number two versus number three. Like it. Come yeah. on. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um, let's jump into the next one. We'll stay on college basketball. Bubble teams are dropping like friggin' flies, man. Uh, it's going to be tough to get 68 teams in this thing because the teams that are right there on the, on the cut line are playing like complete dog shit right now. They are 
awful. Michigan State gets wiped out by Maryland. St. John's got beat in the first round in overtime, uh, but they got beat by Seton Hall, who has not played well as of late. Syracuse gets knocked out by Virginia on that buzzer beater yesterday. Uh, Boise State, of course. Um, or Syracuse and Virginia was, what, two days ago or yesterday? Yeah, I, it, I think that was, was Thursday. Boise State gets knocked out. They take another really bad loss. That's not good. UCLA takes a quad three loss to Oregon State. That is that was, putrid. Yeah, that was bad. Me, that was real bad. Uh, Xavier gets whipped by a, a pretty bad Butler team. Yep. And Louisville. I mean, what what is going on? Like it, so, in case you well, I would tell you Kentucky. this: the, the, there's one bubble team. There's one bubble team that played their ass off and and won pretty good, and that was that was my Ole Miss Rebels. Uh, most certainly, they did. They are looking. They, like, they did but, not fall away. I do hate that LSU has to play them. I, I mean, that oh, sucks. Yes. That that line is only one. It's one, and I so I kind of thought that they were going to be favored too. Uh, they they have looked like the better. So, so here's what scares me about my game tonight. All right, here's what scares me. First, a it's the late game, so I'm probably going to be pretty. It's the most beautiful day it's been in a long, long time. Chris is sitting outside with a bonfire and a bottle of tequila this evening with TV on. Chris might be a little lit up. By by my game, I'm either going to be in tears or outraged or just laughing at everything in the world. Um, I. I think my my LSU Tigers has the best offense in the SEC. I do not think it's close. We have the worst defense maybe in all of, like, power five basketball. Okay? All right. Yeah. So, Ole Miss has substantially better defense, and I would say one of the top three defenses in all of the SEC. And I also think they have the best – and they have a really good offense, too. It's not like they suck at offense. And I think they have the best player on the court. Yeah, they got a and superstar. That's, that's what scares me. That's what scares me. I'm I I think it's going to be the best game of the SEC tournament, though. I really do. Casey uh, said, "I think Georgetown may win the Big East." Hey, you know we're going to talk about Patrick Ewing in just a minute. Uh, he oh, said, "I can't he wait." He said, "UCLA has lost me so much money this year blowing games. They better not see me on these streets." <laughs> um. Do oh you think? God. Do you think? Oh my God, my brain's hurting. Oh, oh, the coach that left Cincinnati to go to UCLA, Mick Cronin. Well, Cronin. Yeah, his his name kind of got brought up for that Indiana job if that comes open. Do you think he would leave UCLA because you think maybe UCLA is just not the dream job it is? And I think uh, I think he was at a point like he is a Midwestern guy. He he's his alma mater is Cincinnati, but he left Cincy for UCLA one because of the money. The Two, money because, in L.A. Well, and, it, you know, once you've been at a school for 10, 15 years, however long it is nowadays, um, if you weren't there, like, in the 90s, like, building it up, all that kind of stuff, he just took over what, what Huggins did. That's right. And, and Andy that, Kennedy. No, you're, you're so right. So, the, he, it was time for him to get out of town, but I could 100% see him coming to Indiana. Do you I think, don't think, so here's the him. question. Do you think Indiana's a better job than UCLA? Yes. Because I do, too, and I think that's kind of blasphemy. Like, I it's, I yeah. kind of want to kick my own ass for saying that, but I think it's true. No, I, I think I think you're 100% Why, right. So here's the question. Why the hell is UCLA not a better job? Why can you not get basketball talent in L.A.? No, 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 you, you can. You can. Uh, the issue is uh, the Pac-12 network deal. It, it all boils down you to Larry money? Scott. Yes, you think it's 100% you think money? money. Oh, okay. Now look, I'm all you know me. I'm all about blaming. I'm all about blaming Scott. Look, so. Just just look on it, it, at its surface. 
the money that cannot be spent by the football programs always trickles down in these other conferences. So the Big That's Ten right. and the SEC have built up. Our their, basketball in the programs. SEC has gotten so much better since the SEC network TV money. Yes, did you're 100% you see right. The, so the 8-9 matchup in the SEC yesterday was Mississippi State and Kentucky. Yes. The number of Final Fours between those two coaches, Ben Howland and John Calipari, is yep. astronomical. Kind of crazy. And they were the 8-9 game. Like, and, uh, hang on, not just the eight nine game. I'm I'm gonna bet I'm gonna bet that did I'm gonna bet that did the biggest number out of all of the ratings for the SEC games. Probably, yeah, because it, well, it's I bet it, I bet it. It was yeah, a, it I was bet, a close I game. Did, I bet and, it did a monster number also. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Now we'll never know the number because it was on SEC Network. But yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. that's what I'm saying. But yeah, no, I think uh, I think you're right. Uh, ben jumps in. I hope we get like four Mountain West teams. That would be fun. Uh, let's see. <laughs> ben said K State almost beat Baylor. Uh, no, they they certainly hung with yeah, them. Yeah, I don't worry about scares in the in the conference tournament. I worry about scares in the in the big tournament, conference tournaments. These teams know one another pretty well. You're you're going to sometimes kick people's ass, and you're also going to get get your you you, you know squeak by by the hair of your chin chin chin. Oh yes, uh, Damian said any job is better than UCLA. Uh, Man, that's a bold ass statement, dude. I, I don't, I don't think that's necessary. He put a bunch of laughs. Listen, UCLA, I will not handle this besmirchment. I will take one of those jobs. I, Just hire me. I'm, I can't coach anything, but I can. I'll, you know. Remember, I can, UCLA, I can money. UCLA has been going through financial issues. So yeah, you know, because well, yeah, it's because they are the state school, and the state is broke as hell. Yes, yes. Uh, Taylor said Pac-12 higher-ups are shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, they have been for a decade oh, now. Man. Uh, whoever they end up hiring as the new commissioner, that is going to tell you a lot about That's what a direction. That's job, dude. Oh, yes. So out of all like the big jobs that I always clamor for, man, that might be one job I don't want. Uh, the only positive of taking that job is, is I like being the guy that comes from behind an idiot. You got a lot to clean up, but, man, you just polish that turd a little bit. And you look like a hero. Ben said uh, it's Gavin Newsom's fault. It it, it kind of is. Oh, I, I do think Gavin, listen, Gary Scott has a lot to do with that too because it is his conference. And if he could have got conference money, he don't need state money. Listen, Ole Miss ain't using state money, okay? LSU ain't using state money, nope. all right? These are two states that are broke as hell, okay? Well, here's, Mississippi no, and here's Louisiana got no money. South Carolina, we're the three poorest states in the union. Here, right? is, here is how this works out there, though. Like in in Ole Miss or in uh, Mississippi with Ole Miss and Mississippi State and whatnot, like people care deeply about it. Yes, out there, they do not. They don't care as much. There there are fans, but all the people that fell in love with Wooden and 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 the stars out there, those guys, man, those guys are in their seventies now. Oh yeah, like like they're done. They don't. They're they're not going to the games. Yeah, no, it's it's the same thing with like Memphis basketball. Like for a long time, it was it was just the Blue Hairs. You know, yeah. So it is is what it is. Uh, staying on college basketball now. Casey brought this up, but uh, but we are going to talk about Patrick Ewing right quick. Uh, so Georgetown having a pretty good showing. Upset Villanova. Obviously, Villanova has not won without Colin Gillespie yet. That is not That's good. Right. But they but they lost two games without him by a total of three points. So do you think he'll be back for the tournament? No, he's out. It's a torn he's MCL. Out. Yeah, it's torn oh, MCL. Oh, I didn't again. know that. Oh, they, then yeah, no, he's out, man. They, yeah, that sucks because they are normally just a. I don't really care where they're seated at. I just assume they're going to make it to the Sweet Sixteen yeah. Elite Eight. Oh, absolutely. Easily. They're typically an offensive juggernaut, but they they cannot run their yeah. offense without the point guard. No, that's the way it goes. No, so, no, 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 no. 
So that, that's a that's a very specific offense. Exactly. Georgetown, however, got the win yesterday. Georgetown has not been great by any stretch of the imagination, um, but they they are playing better as of late. And I wanted to see. Let's see. They are eleven and twelve, seven and nine in the Big East. They are playing Seton Hall tonight for a chance to go to the Big East Championship game. If Georgetown gets that win, they will place or they will face the winner of yeah. UConn and Creighton. And this is like the prototypical. It's so nice to have UConn back in this conference, right? Like it's the prototypical yes. uh, Big East game. And if Georgetown wins, maybe they're the ones that keep Syracuse out, who used to be in the Big East. I mean, it's the storylines are fantastic. The funniest part about yesterday, though, Patrick Ewing does his his post-game interview, all that kind of mess, where he's talking to reporters and whatnot, and he starts complaining. And he's kind of grinning about it. This isn't, you know, a total ego thing. No. But There's a my, lot of tongue-in-cheek there. My God, if I didn't laugh hysterically at him complaining about people asking for his credentials, his passes, when he's walking around Madison Square Garden, and he comes out in this press conference, and he's like, what the hell? Do y'all not know who I am? Like, yeah. he didn't say that exactly. It was like, I thought I owned this building. I thought I run this yeah. place. I'm going to have to call James Dolan, the owner of the Knicks, and say, is my, is my jersey not up in those rafters? How yeah. do these people not know who I am? And it's yeah. been 20, uh, 21 years, 22 years since they retired his jersey. Yes. But that, that's still been a little while ago. So, so while, yes... Him being a big man, a man of his size He's and stature. He's like 7'2", isn't he? You, you, you know who he is when he walks in a room. Like if Gary Payton is walking through an airport with 400 people, I might not be able to pick Gary Payton out in a yeah. lineup, okay? Like that's going to be hard to do. Patrick Ewing walking through 100 people <laughs> walking through an airport, I know which one's Patrick Ewing because he's the one that's a whole head and a half bigger than everybody, and he's got a very distinctive-looking face. I mean, it's like trying to pick out Shaq or yeah. or uh, uh, Carl Malone or just one of these guys that's just a massive – human being that's also crazy famous yes they were famous 20 years ago i'm an old man now i was a child child when patrick ewan was famous it it i still know exactly what he looks like he, he looks like an older version of yeah. the man i knew when i was a child he and larry johnson and latrell sprewell and all yeah. that bunch made me a knicks fan when i was growing up when i was yeah. younger and yeah. obviously, I've moved off of it because it was just the hot thing at the time. And uh, Larry, I just like Patrick. Like him doing you those. know me. I was big on Patrick getting the Georgetown job. I yeah. was big on Patrick being good there. I, I want him to be good. I, I know there's an asterisk next to the Villanova win. It mattered to me. I, I want so bad for them to beat Seton Hall just to, just to solidify him in that job. Just oh, yes. giving him a marquee win to say, I belong here because – he did take the old the the long approach to getting a head coaching job. You know, he was an NBA assistant for a very 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 long time and couldn't get head coaching interviews at all strictly because people weren't hiring big men. They always wanted point guards. They always wanted smaller guys. Yeah. It didn't matter how big of a star you were if you played a big man position they assumed you didn't really know the ins and outs of how basketball was played and it bothered me because I regardless of how I felt about the Knicks I think Patrick is one of the most likable players I've ever grew up watching and and I've I've carried that my entire life and and I want him to be good I also think college basketball is great when Georgetown and St. John's and these old 
basically the old Big East schools. They, they were the mecca of basketball when I grew up. All yes. right. It, it wasn't Alabama and LSU and Ole Miss. Okay? No, no, no. The, it, when the Northeast is good, college basketball is better. It's great. It's, yeah. it's great. It, it It's important. And so him being at Georgetown, I've got a lot of emotional stock in them being great. I want this win. I think this win today will solidify a, a big justification for Patrick. I do like that he's funny and goofy and quirky and willing to laugh at himself, but also willing to kind of say, hey, I do not need credentials. If I forgot my wallet, you all know who the hell I am. Oh, yes. Okay. I, I like In it. this building, this is my building. Ohio State just won, by the way, 87 to 78 in yeah, overtime. Uh, I do not think that uh, Purdue scored kind of at all in overtime because didn't they, they go in overtime points. at 76 or no, 74? 70, 72 to 72. So, okay, so, it, so, so, they, scored, so they scored six points in yeah, overtime. 15 to 6. 15 to 6. Wow. Yep. Ohio State just said, oh, you're not going to score again. Yep. Yep. Shit. So, uh, so that means we've got Ohio State against Michigan tomorrow. Love it. I'm all in. Uh, Damien said, Ewing got the Spike Lee treatment. Damn. Uh, OB Matt, he is a huge, scary man. Uh, Casey said, uh, you should or you shouldn't work for Georgetown if you don't know who uh, Ewing is. That should be on the application. It's not that. It's the people that work at MSG. It's the yeah, people it's that Madison work at the Square garden. Gardens. No, so, it's not, and, yeah. and honestly, you shouldn't be working at Madison Square Garden if you don't know who Patrick Ewing is, honestly. But either way. Well, Terry the problem Brewer, is, is there probably are some 17, 18, 19-year-olds working at Madison Square Gardens that, that aren't basketball fans. They're just guys that grew up in New York and need a job, okay? Yeah. And, and they're making 12 bucks an hour. I have no idea. I'm sure it's not a lot. To work, oh, or to work the absolutely. you know the security at those places is probably very low pay, and 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 they're probably a bunch of young guys that just need a job. Okay? I think, I, so think that, right. that, I get it, I get it. But hey, it's not. It doesn't mean that that's not okay. This now is a great time to educate them on who the hell that man is and why that arena is as famous as it is, why it's as important as it is, and all of that centers around Patrick Ewing. Yes, it most certainly does. Yes, it does. Uh, Terry said that's like not recognizing Chuck Norris. Their parents just raised him wrong. That's yeah. probably right. Probably there right. There you go. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give this is a home training situation, not necessarily a uh, uh, an individual situation. Agreed. Let's uh, let's move into college football for just a minute. Did you see the yep. stuff come out about Nebraska today? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I saw they were trying to do it, but I don't know that they actually got it done. Well, they they haven't gotten it done as of yet. But here's what we've got. Nebraska, the Cornhuskers, Mr. Scott Frost, who said that they would play anybody anywhere, just last season, actually. He yeah. and the Nebraska staff, the program, whatever, are trying to get out of their game at Oklahoma this year. Uh, it's in the third week of the season. They play Buffalo in week two, Nebraska does, and then they play Oklahoma in week three. And they're trying to get out of that game. They're trying to get another home game against somebody that they can beat. Now, I, this was all set up years and years and years ago because it would be the 50th anniversary of what whatever that game is called from 1971. Number one versus number yeah. two. It was like a, a monumental it, game. It was like the game of the century before LSU and Alabama played number yeah. one, number two. I mean, it was, it was the biggest game of its time at that time. Yes. So they were doing, you know, a matchup at Oklahoma and, you know, is what it is. However, I totally understand it from Nebraska's point of view. They are not set up in a position to where they can compete with Oklahoma right now. I don't fault them for this at all. 
Like I, I will, I will absolutely laugh at them because they're not set up to be in a position to do this. But uh, we talk about this for smaller programs all the time. That's what Nebraska is right now. They are still building. Absolutely, go try and find you. Uh, get get a buy game. Get you know they they tried to play UT Chattanooga last uh, last year. Call up the mocks. Like do it up. Like that's see what you can do because it's going to cost you money to get out of this contract, and it's also going to cost you money with whoever you bring in. You're out money either way, so it's either take a loss and possibly miss a bowl game again, or try and find a way to schedule a win, get you that much closer to bowl eligibility. I, I mean, I think it's a smart move. I think it's laughable, but I do think it's a smart move for where they are right now. You agree? So, so no. So, this is where we disagree. Okay. I, I believe in the Bobby Bowden philosophy of how to build a program from small. We, we think of Florida State as a big boy school that has fallen on its face the last couple of years, but Growing up, Florida State was not a big boy school. Agreed. Okay. Bobby Bowden became what is called a road warrior. Bobby Bowden legitimately said, for me to get credit, for me to build this program, we're the we're in the middle of Tallahassee. Okay. We we are not Gainesville. All right. We are not Miami. Okay. We're not South Florida, we're not in Tampa. We're not in any of the fun parts of the state. We're in the shittiest part of the state. Okay. Yep. And and nobody wants to come play here. So I got to get us on TV, and not a lot of games were on TV back then. I got to get us on TV. So he would go on the road to play Alabama, to play Oklahoma, to play Nebraska, to play Michigan, and none of those teams would ever come play him where he was because there was no value in going to Florida at that time. There wasn't national recruiting. There wasn't any of that stuff, and Florida State was a nobody. All right. And so he packed his bags and he went on the road to play all of these teams and he got beat by a lot of them, but eventually he got to a point to where he beat them. But the way he built his program was going and playing big boy teams. And I believe that you get better playing better competition. Okay. I believe that. All right. Now, at some point in time, you got to be respectable. You you can't go get blown out 57 to nine. All right. Like that's just not going to cut it. But but if you go and you can make a game of it that's going to be on national TV, you might get one or two kids that say, I want to go play for that team. They start learning about the history of Nebraska. You have to find a way to teach this new generation of kids that Nebraska used to be this historical team. And do you want to be a part of making something great again? And, and if you can sell that, then, then that's your only way to relevancy if you're going to be Nebraska because you don't have enough local homegrown talent. You can't swing a dead cat and hit any five-star recruit, much less rarely any four-star recruit, okay? So it's just I think it's important to play these games and don't run away from people. What I think this is is I think this is Scott Frost looking at his record and looking at the conference schedule next year and seeing if if I if I put up another another losing season, I might be out of here. Oh yeah. It's very possible. I might be I might be fired. And if you're the athletic director, you might be looking at it and thinking the exact same thing. It says I might be fired if we don't win. Yeah. It it gets serious after a little while. So there it, I can see both sides of the argument. Obviously, I'm in the camp of if you're going to rebuild it, you probably need to still be there. So I don't know that a uh, a four-touchdown loss on the road at Oklahoma is going to help you do that. 
Um, but I, I don't know I how mean, much. I agree of, with that, but get better. Get yeah, better. Agree. Prepare and don't go get beat by four touchdowns. Yeah. Show up and try to play football. <clears throat> Hell, figure out a way to play keep away. Change your offense. Do something different. Hold, play Army football for one game and hold the ball for, for, for 50 minutes of the 60. That would be one way to go about it. Now, I don't know that that's possible with the, with the way that they do things, but yeah, I mean, but this is this is the bed that they've made. I I find it just ridiculously embarrassing for them to try to run away from a big boy team when they're supposed to be big red. Game day was there a couple of years ago against Ohio State, and I laughed at it. And I said, this is oh, ridiculous. Yeah. This is just ridiculous. There's a hundred other schools that you could go to this weekend, and you're going to pick them. You're going to whore yourself out for ratings because every Nebraska fan in the world who has a massive fan base, a great fan base, is going to turn this TV game on for 15 minutes, and then they're going to turn it off because it's going to be a 50-point game. Well, it was, it was what an you easy, chose to do. It was an easy sell, though, wasn't it? Like, both teams were undefeated. Well, so, it was week one of the season. No, or week was, two was, of the season. They that, both played a, a pay-for-win. It, it was like, uh, no, it was like uh, week four or five, no, something like that. No I, no, I assure you it was not week four or five. I guarantee you it was not week four or well, five. I'll, they I'll had go not back. playing a conference team yet at all. What was that, 2018 or 2017? 20... No, it was just, it was just, it was not last year's year before. So 20, oh, maybe 2019. Hmm. I will double check it. Did it, uh, so. 2019. Kirk Herb Street called said they were they were a dark horse to win the national championship that year, and I said I wish that they would. Oh I no, wish- they weren't undefeated. Hold on, they were they were uh, three and one before Nebraska. I mean before Ohio State came in. But so, did they have a conference win? Uh, yeah, they won at Illinois the week before that. Okay, congratulations. <laughs> there you go. They, 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 beat, they just uh, beat Kansas. They beat South Alabama. They lost in overtime on a field goal at Colorado. They. A terrible in Illinois, team. and then they lost, or they won at Illinois, and then yeah. So, is what it is. They ended up five and seven, not great, not great. But either way, uh, let's talk some NFL. You want to do that? Come on, yeah. Let's do it. All right, we're going to talk about your boys first. Cam Newton is back with the Patriots. Yeah, Expound. when I saw this deal, I I, I will tell you, um, I hate NFL reporting. I really, really hate it. Because everybody was reporting one year, $14 million. And all I kept saying was to stop saying that. Because you know it's not a one-year $14 million deal. Yeah. It's Anybody not a guarantee who is, who is paid five minutes of potential to football knows Bill Belichick didn't just pay him $14 million. That did not happen. Please tell the damn truth about the contract. If you don't know the details, then don't say shit, okay? Yeah. And what is it? It's a one-year $5 million deal with incentives that could get it up to 14. If he makes a pro ball, really doubt he's going to do that. You got to be one of the what top six quarterbacks in the NFL to make the pro ball. Yep. All right. Don't, don't foresee him doing that. If they make the playoffs, they get an incentive that I think they could do, but I cam's going to be the determiner of that. And, and if they win the super bowl, okay, he gets $14 million. That's, that is how he can make $14 million, all right? His, his signing bonus was $1.5 million. His, um, um, ah, shit, like a roster bonus to make the roster is $1.5 million, and then there's uh, $2 million guaranteed. As a salary. He's going to make $5 million this year unless he makes a Pro Bowl 
and they make the playoffs. He's going to make $5 million, which makes him the lowest paid quarterback in the NFL that's not on a rookie contract. Yep. And and they still, because it's such a cheap deal, they could still draft a quarterback. Well, yeah. They could still I go assume sign they will probably still go after another quarterback. Yeah. No, this is, part of me wondered if this was pity. And now, hear me out on this, because I they I don't think they did a very good job of protecting Cam last year. I don't think yeah. the Patriots were at their best when they brought him in. And uh, he was not set up to succeed there. No. So, I wonder if they are trying to. I don't know if it's to, pity. I think this is the best offer Cam got. Oh, 100%. But I, I they, think they, they paid made him, less him another last low year. ball offer. I think they made him another low ball offer. And I think he took it because nobody else picked up the phone to but call him and give him an offer. That's what I'm saying is that he took even less money last year. Well, yeah. So this year, I'm wondering if they well, paid they didn't him more give him more money this year because they wanted to. I think they gave him more money this year because they had it to give. I mean, I think this would have been the contract that he would have gotten last year. You know, I, I don't think Bill's so cheap that he's not going to pay a quarterback five million dollars. You Agreed. know, that that has any kind of pedigree at all. I mean, we've had backups make substantially more than that in the past. So, so I, I don't think I don't think that's the case. I just think last year they didn't have it. They literally gave him every penny they had, um, and which was ended up being like three point six million dollars, three point eight million dollars, something like that. It wasn't a lot. Yeah. Um, so now he's getting five guaranteed, which they've got a shit ton of money this year, but they're not giving it to him Agreed. unless they win a Super Bowl. And then if you win a Super Bowl, then you give him whatever he's worth because it's it's infinite. At that it's, point, it's, it's worth a ton. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's absolutely a you, you can't put a price on that if yep. if he's able no. to win. Um, Casey jumped in on the comments. I don't understand re-signing Cam Newton. If you can get Trey Lance or Zach Wilson, why not? Well, but here's the thing: you'd have to trade up to be. They they're can't at pick get 15. Trey Lance or Cam Newton. They, yeah. They're picking fifteen. Those guys aren't going to be there at fifteen. Uh, let's see. Taylor said Kansas is the dark horse to win next year, and puts a laughy face. Hey, don't don't count it out. They sign. Uh, they sign up Kevin Kelly. I'm just saying. You stop punting, and you might have an opportunity there. Uh, Brown Yeti. I don't like teams like Texas and New England using the past uh, as to say they should be good. Mississippi State has history as a baseball school, but a Thunder and Lightning was years ago. Let's talk about that today, or let's talk about today. Uh, yeah. Taylor said I should grow the mane back out. I, I might would agree with that, but I I just got my hair cut. I kind of like it. Uh, Casey, with all the defensive guys coming back, Cam might make the playoffs. But what's the point of that during a rebuild? What is Bill doing? Damien said the Pats are screwed. And Damien said, I'm shocked he didn't get a call from, and then nothing. So, I mean, there's, hey, who knows? He, he said Revere. Um, no, oh. $5 million is what they're paying him. If it, you're not screwed, there are teams paying their kickers $5 million. I, I assure you that $5 million is nothing. Why is anybody shocked that he didn't get a call from Rivera? Rivera benched him. Like yes. Rivera started I don't, Kyle I don't Allen understand. Over I don't understand that just because you used to play for somebody, that guy owes you a call to try to offer you another deal. And he might have gotten a call from Ron. And Ron said, hey, I see you played last year on a $3 million deal. You want to come to Washington and be a backup for $3 million? And can probably or compete for the starting job, but we'll pay you the same $3 million that the Pats paid you last year. And 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 he might have listened to that until the Patriots made it five. We we don't know that the Pats got to four. We didn't. We're we're not privy to the negotiations to get him to five. Yeah, uh, Casey. But at Casey, the end of the day, this uh, is a five million dollar deal. If yeah. you think that they're screwed because they pissed away five million dollars on a guy that can't play good, you're wrong. You just don't understand how this works. Uh, Casey uh, went to expound on. He said, uh, "If you can't get Wilson or Lance." 
why not start Stidham and just get a top five pick next they're year? Done, they're done with Stidham because, A, they're not going to tank. They're yeah, not going to they tank. They don't tank. We talked about this no, last year. That's never happening. And they they obviously do not like Stidham. I'm not in the practice. I'm not on the field. I'm not I'm not there. They obviously do not believe Stidham can play. That's, that's But he's on a really cheap rookie deal, so he's a great backup. He's doing what they expect of him to do. But if they thought he could play, don't you think he would be playing? I mean, I feel like he would have played more last year than he did. Yes. I'll just say that. Now, here's one thing that has come out since Cam signed this deal. Apparently, Cam is a great locker room guy, and a lot of those older veteran guys, surprisingly on the defensive side of the ball, really like Cam and trust Cam more than Stidham, um, and, and they support Cam. So that has a lot to do with if he's if he's a great locker room guy and he's a hard worker, $5 million is not a lot of money to spend on your quarterback. Agreed. Uh, Damian asked, uh, do you think they can still do a trade for Jimmy G? I mean, I think it's possible. Yeah, I think it's yeah. possible. Everything is still available for them to do anything else they want to do at quarterback. Paying Cam $5 million a year changes nothing in their plans at quarterback. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, Brown Yeti said, sorry, I'm driving hard to type. N-E is Nebraska, yeah. not New England. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, it's all good. It's all good. Either way, it, it's the same sentiment. We get what you're saying. Um, moving on, staying in the NFL, let's talk about the Chiefs for a minute. Uh, I'm going to assume that the Chiefs said, you know what? Patrick Mahomes did not lose us the Super Bowl. We saw what he was able to do, even with zero protection, and we think that this kid can just run around without an offensive line, so screw it. We're cutting both tackles. Pat, you just go out there. We're going to put three offensive linemen out there. We're going to have five guys up on the line, but we're going to have three offensive linemen. The other two guys and, are going to be tight ends. Yep, and you're just going to run around and do what you got to do. And and next year, we're we're expecting our receivers to actually catch the ball when you hit them in the hands and when you hit them in the helmet with it. Is that what they're doing? Because Eric Fisher I, I wanna, and Mitchell Trubisky, I, I'm not, not Trubisky, uh, Mitchell Schwartz, both were released due to, and we were trying to figure this out. How are they going to pay everybody? How can they possibly stay under the cap with the contracts that they're doing? Because they're signing everybody to big money. I think I think they're going to draft offensive linemen, and they're going to hope that they hit on offensive linemen. I guarantee I you they draft two offensive linemen with the first two picks in this draft. Now, these these are two guys that were out for the Super Bowl. Like well, they, and they, they were, were both out like uh, uh, a lot. Fisher, didn't he blow his Achilles? I don't think it was an Achilles. Uh, I mean, he might be out for the rest of his life. It's very. I possible. thought it was an Achilles. Hold on, I'll, I'll look it up while we're while we're chatting on it. Um, so that that guy might be done with football. Okay, it's, it's entirely possible. Let's see. Uh, nope, you're right. Torn Achilles ten. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's playing football again. Okay, that is a that is a large man who uses his feet for his job. Okay. What was the Mitchell Schwartz injury? Uh, I do think that was a knee injury, but it wasn't. I don't think it was anything like that. It, uh, but both these guys have been in the league for a long ass time. Oh, he, it's he not missed, like they just dropped the two guys in the prime. It was a quote mysterious back injury. Oh shit, uh, that's scary. So mysterious back. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Yeah. Um. Uh. What was it going to say? Oh, so let's let's. Let's pause for a minute on the Patrick Mahomes, like running around, like the Superman throw where he was laid out, like slinging the ball that quote unquote hit the guy in the hands. 
you do realize that throw went through two defenders' hands before getting there. Oh, Should have been picked off by you, two guys. You know, but nobody wants to see that. Nobody you know wants to pay attention to that. That, that would have been a pick. You know, I'm joking. No, no, this, I know right? that you're joking. But everybody <laughs> else thinks, well, he should have. Those would have been touchdowns if those guys didn't drop it. Yeah, and if the defense had any inkling that he could have made that throw, which now they have film that he can make that throw, they would be ready to catch the ball because they never thought the ball would be coming their way. And now that's a pick. So while it looks pretty, it's also an interception in the red zone, which is the most dangerous play in the sport. Okay. So I like, let's, let's be real careful with just thinking that's it. I just think they've paid too many people. They've got to get younger and cheaper on the offensive line. I think they're probably going to sign a couple of offensive linemen for the cheap. I don't think they're going to be involved in any of the big money free agent offensive linemen might be wrong about that. And I also think they're going to draft several offensive linemen to compete for that position, which this draft now where they're picking way far back 31, I don't know who's going to be there. I think they're going to have to move up. But I think this draft has some really, really good tackles in it, man. I don't know who's falling to 31, but I I think I there are you. four or five that are that are like 10, 15-year tackles in the league. Somebody like replace yeah. Fisher with the next Fisher, okay? Yeah, somebody be will be there. For 17 years. I don't even think they need to move. I think somebody will be there. There are a lot you of wide receivers. You think somebody will fall to him that yes. far? Yes, there are there are several tight ends that could go early. There are a Yeah, ton but the of problem is, is that, tackle is tackle is a position that is really hard to find elite guys at and agreed. I think there's a lot of bad offensive linemen out there. There absolutely are but I, I would almost guarantee you that one of the good ones is going to fall that, because there's only I'm gonna, 32 I'm gonna tell spots. you this if 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 let's say there's four that you love and they're all and and three are taken you you need to do it is your responsibility as a GM to do whatever you can to move up to that next spot and yeah. get that guy because if they all get taken you're I think you're screwed. I they, think you're screwed. So, Rashawn Slater and Panay Sewell are not going to be there. Uh, Alex Leatherwood, uh, Leatherwood could fall. Um, I mean, there's a ton of guys. Obviously, there's other offensive linemen. But it, I think that they might be in an okay position just standing firm at 31 and not giving up anything to go get it because I think there are going to be guys looking for edge rushers. There's going to be guys looking at cornerback. There's going to be yeah, all kinds of stuff. Gotta, so. There's also going to be guys like that wide receiver thing you just said. Here's the problem with the wide receiver thing. Wide receivers are falling because of that, because there are so many of them. Last year, the fifth best wide receiver in the draft looks like the best wide receiver in the draft. And every year we're getting that. And I think that's going to mean the elite guys are still going to go quick. But that next tier of what people are projecting guys – they're looking at A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf last year, even though it was first round, Justin Jefferson, like all those guys, I, I think they're all going to be second and third round guys now because they don't know the difference between the third best guy and the seventh best guy. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. And, and if you need point. a tackle and you don't need a wide receiver, and I think a lot of people need tackles. I, I actually think the offensive line play is getting better but but there's a lot of teams that need to sure that up. No, I think uh, I think you're right about that. Matt said we need to let him back on the show to talk about those injuries. Um, Taylor said thankful for this podcast. I'm reading the Harry Potter books for Chris, so I've been out of the Twitter sphere lately. Uh, Chiefs might be planning on playing Trubisky at O line. It said Brown Yeti. Yeah, it's entirely possible. Uh, Damian said, please God take Trubisky. <laughs> that's 
I love this. I love this. Uh, Casey said Mahomes would have won if he was on on the Bucks by 50. Uh, come on now, Brady's not even close to as good as Mahomes. We are not getting into that today. Do not start, Chris. We ain't got to get into that today. <laughs> uh, Brown Yeti said use him as a decoy, trick the defense into going after the slow and weaker prey. Um, Casey said Chiefs will address O-line. They have uh, LDT and uh, Niang coming back this year. If you grab a quality offensive tackle and center between free agency and draft, the, uh, the Chiefs will be fine. Brett Veach and Andy Reid will get it done. And I, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt no, that I'm at all. I'm sure they're going to address it. The problem is, is the way they're going to address it is going to be with unknowns. Yes. Because you're only going to be able to get one premier tackle in the draft. I do not think they have the cap room to go sign a big time. So you're going to take projects. Yes. That means that means you got three holes. You got a center and two tackle positions. The three most important pieces of the line. No offense to the guard guys, but, but your your two tackles and your center are far more important than either of the guard positions. Do you do you remember who uh who the Buccaneers took in the first round last year? Yes, I do. The 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 offensive lineman that I wanted my Brownies to take, I thought he was going to be the best. Tristan Trist, Wirfs. I, I yep. always mispronounce his last name. Wirfs. Uh, uh what? Wirfs. Worse, that's it. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that's that's where you get good. You go and get you that's one right. of them. Now, now they were obviously. Worfs, I mean, worse was what? Fifteenth, twelfth. Uh, no, I thought he was. Thought he was like a ten, maybe. Um, well, he might have been. But but like, and there were three tackles taken by him. He was the third one of the of them. This is why I'm saying every year, these teams. Yes, there's a lot of elite talent out there. I think they're realizing with a good offensive line, we can kind of make anybody a good quarterback. I think some of these teams are learning we need to build in the trenches. A, you want these guys when they're young because they're better when they're young. And B, they just cost so much in the free agent market. Oh, yes. And and therein lies the situation of if you're 31, I do not think an elite tackle is going to be there. I think you're going to take the fifth or sixth best tackle on the board, and I don't think that guy is going to be worth that spot. And whatever you need to do to get in that top fifth, you don't have to get in the top ten but I think you damn sure need to be getting in the top half of this draft. I think you might be right about that. Uh, Casey said, yes, it's technically a one-year rebuild with the Chiefs right now. Um, eh. I disagree with I that. Don't, I don't that think team that loaded, they're not rebuilding at all. They're just going to try to find somebody to hold that spot. Yeah, just the, plug the hole. That's, yeah, you know, easy. That's it. Damien said, sorry to change subject. Speaking of Mahomes, do y'all think Dak is really worth Mahomes' money? Uh, go back and listen to Wednesday's podcast. We let off the show with it. We talked for... Yep. I mean, 20 minutes about it. So definitely go and uh, go and check that out. Let's close off with this. That would be one Mr. Thomas Brady has re-signed. He has signed an extension with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And by doing so, he cut his salary cap hit for this season and tacked it on down the line so that they would be able to get under the cap for this year. Uh, because obviously we talked about it the other day, it dropped eight percent. It went from like one hundred ninety-seven million, one ninety-five, whatever it was, down to one hundred eighty-two and a half million. And you know, I I think this is smart. I mean, he just won you a Super Bowl. There is no sign of him, uh, you know, deteriorating or anything like that. He is in peak physical condition, and if you got to get under the cap, he'd rather he'd rather it come off of his salary as opposed to anybody else's keep the team That's together right. keep this thing rolling keep uh, everybody happy i think it's a i think it's a great move i don't see any reason why you would not extend him right now this goes out through the 2024 season now yep so this is this coming 
days after Dak Prescott basically grabbed Jerry Jones by the short hairs and uh, brought him to his knees financially and, you know, good on Dak to go get his money and that's fine. But are you, are we playing for checks or are we playing for championships? And this is where one guy's been doing one thing and the rest of the league has been doing another. And there's a damn good reason why he's winning them and they're not. I, I will say this, of course, we've talked about this a ton, but Brady don't really need the money. Like, yeah, he, but he at some point okay. in time, hang on now. Yes, you're right. He doesn't need the money. But in the grand scheme of a couple of broke ass guys doing an internet show, none of these guys need the money. That That's that true. one yogurt commercial that Dak did paid him more than Dak ever thought he would make his entire life. Hey, okay? Probably probably paid Growing him more. Up. Yo play paid him more than the Cowboys did for his first four years. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So so in the grant, not that they're not worth it, not that you shouldn't it, yeah. pay it. I, if my team is under the salary cap and I'm the best player on the team, basically my argument would be whatever's left in the salary cap you owe me every year. Okay, I'll give you a I'll give you a cap friendly deal to where you can get talent around me and make sure I'm highly compensated and I'll get a bunch of advertising money and all this stuff. But if you got twenty million dollars left on top of the cap this year, I get all twenty. Okay, that's a good. If you idea. got five, I get all five. If you got a hundred because we were cheap, the Patriots had ninety million or, or one team last year had like ninety million dollars, something like that. Like like I get all ninety. You gotta you gotta pay it all to me. Okay. I, like that, that would be, if you need to get paid, don't let it go back into the owner's pockets. I don't feel bad for them. This ain't about them. It's about making the rest of the team good. And if you told the owners, you owe me every penny of extra salary cap money, then I guarantee you they would spend it on getting better players around you. I agree. I agree. Uh, Taylor closing this thing out, given Chris's favorite sports teams, I would never guess he was from Mississippi. Well, that's exactly where I'm from. I'm from a place that doesn't have sports teams. Yeah, we don't have, have a local sports. team. Yeah, I th- I, like, he might like be. If he... I was from Kansas, then you'd be uh, like, it would be shitty of me to be a Browns fan, and a Pats fan, like, you know. Yeah. I mean, then you'd be a, a Kansas City. Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd be a Royal fan. But... Like, like, like you just you just pull for the local teams. That's fine. We grew up in Mississippi. We don't have teams. And in yeah. my whole life, people try to sell me that the Braves are your local team. Oh, that's bullshit. Okay, uh, the, they are the, six and a half hours away from me. Yeah, the they Cardinals might as well be closer. on another continent. The the Cardinals are closer than that. So, well, they're five and a half hours. Yeah, that, I mean now listen, it now that it's more might like as well have half, been but, Egypt yeah. when I was growing up. Okay, agreed. We grew agreed. up poor and we didn't leave the state other than to go across town to Tennessee. I didn't even go to we didn't go to Nashville. Of course, nothing was in Nashville growing up that wasn't the city it is now. Like my mom had a friend that lived in Little Rock, another state with no damn team in it. All right, <laughs> and we would go once a year every summer to spend in the mountains in Little Rock at her house that was was a trailer. Yep. That was like the vacation. Is, yeah, that was my vacation, all right? So so my sports teams were the teams on TV which which we I, I watched the World Series, I fell in love with the Red Sox. That was TV. You know, and that was that was just it. Once I fell in love with the Red Sox, everything else was done until until I fell in love with Cleveland. Well, I mean, so. that was that was me and the Knicks uh up until Memphis got a team. Yeah. And now I'm Grizzlies through and through is what it is. All right. Is there anything else that's broken? Like, is uh, any- yes, actually, there was something that came through. I knew you were going to ask that, and I tried to save it. Here it is. Uh, Brett McMurphy tweets out new overtime rules in college football proposed uh, that they go the two point conversion overtime rule 
they are no longer going to play. It's basically going to be the one play after three downs. So it, it is complete sudden death, like one yes. play. One play. So it's the two-point conversion after three overtimes, but now you they're don't doing have it after, to get the touchdown. Yeah, now you it's just starting one in the, play from the two and a half. Is that it? Now, so starting with second overtime, teams required to go for two-point conversion. Um, and so the first yes. overtime is, is normal. like normal. Starting in the second one, uh, you have to go you for two. You have to go for two if you score a touchdown. Hmm? Third overtime on, you only have the two point shootout. So it's just, they're just, it's just one it play, one and it's two and a half, right? Uh, yeah. One play from the two and a half yard line, you don't get it. The other team gets the ball. One play, two and a half. First team to score wins. If you score and you got the ball first, the other team gets a shot. And then you keep going from there until somebody. Let does me tell it you what I think is going to happen. If you think a game is going to be close and going overtime, bet every over there is. You sure? Yes. Yes. Because I think offenses are so good from I think I think offensive scheming is so good from the two two yards or, or closer offensive play calling and all that stuff is so good. The defenses are at such a disadvantage because it happens in half a second. I think the defenses are at such a disadvantage. I I, I think you're oh no because they're only going to get two points. Yeah, they're that's, not that's get what I was downs. saying. That's uh, maybe <laughs> not. Maybe not. Maybe that. Maybe that that skews it. Because I'm trying to think back to that. You know, the LSU A and M game. Like like you got no shot if you ever had the under because well that, that game score eighty. Hold on, that game was twenty four twenty four. So then they both score a touchdown in the first overtime. That's thirty one thirty one. And then from there, it would only be two points each time instead of touchdowns. That's so right. That so that game right. would have right. never. I was thinking. I was thinking every time you scored six, just two. It's just, just two. two. You're right. Never mind then. So I do think it's still going to get up there. Oh, I, I think it absolutely could. I think it's going to be crazy as hell. It's. I want to see if they actually roll with this. I want to see. But what? I mean, it's it's being proposed, so it's going to be talked about. I uh, I wouldn't be against it. I'll tell you that. How? All right. I'm going to give you an over-under on the season. Over-under, fat guy touchdowns. I'm going to make the number 10. Oh, I'd go under. Oh, it's going to go over. I would every, go under. every team that goes into overtime that gets to this point, every one of them is going to run at least one, if not two, fat guy touchdown plays. Like a tackle eligible? Yep. Eh. Every one of them. Every one of them. Because with the tackle, the extra tackle being on the field – Makes your run your your run game so live, such a live dog. That is a valid point. That's uh, yeah. So if uh, but that that would be if we get this many overtime games. We didn't get a lot of overtime games last year. Yeah, last so, year I'm throwing everything out. Last year, yeah, all uh, all numbers, all stats, all analysts that that goes into last year's numbers, you can take them, ball them up, throw them away. They're all garbage. That's it. You're probably right about that. You're probably right about that. All right, anyway, let's get out I of here. I think we're going to need a lot of fat guy touchdowns. I think you might be right about that. Which I'm for then. I, I That's would, it. Hey, I'd totally be all in on that. That's one of the more entertaining plays in all of football. I'm yeah, good you get a fat down touchdown, and then you get a fat guy touchdown dance. You have got that right. That's all right. the rule. You guys need to get out and watch some basketball tonight. We have got some fantastic games going on. We will be back again on Monday. Um, going to talk to Chris. We're going to figure out what we're going to do for the NCAA tournament. We haven't quite decided that yet. We might be together next Friday. We might be... Uh, still doing the show, you know, but maybe do it a little early. I, I have no idea. We're going to figure it out for next Friday. But if Monday and Wednesday, today, I'm going to be sauced. Monday and Wednesday, that's still normal, still whatever. But we will figure it all out. It'll be fine. And, and Chris, I might be sauced right there with you. So we will, we will get this thing taken care of. 
You guys have been fantastic. Thank you for jumping into the chat. Of course, share out the show. I didn't do the reads earlier. It's winningcureseverything.com. That's the website. sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. That is our college football gambling content that you can find. Our video for Sportsbook Review from this week, week eight of the offseason, FCS week four, is up over at SBR Picks on YouTube. Just go search it out. Very easy to do. And the Winning Cures Everything Bracket Challenge is up. The link will be in the description. Go ahead and check that thing out. Of course, uh, you can also find it on Wednesday's show in the description there as well. Uh, or just go to the ESPN Tournament Challenge and look for Winning Cures Everything. The group is open. You can all jump in. It's going to be a good time. So, uh, Damien said, are y'all still doing a bracket? Yes, that's what I was just talking about. So, uh, you can click the link in the description. As soon as we get done, I will go and update it because I don't think I put it in there earlier. But either way. Go and sign up for that. We're going to have a damn good time. The bracket comes out Sunday night. Chris, we might do a uh, we might do an emergency podcast on Sunday night once the bracket comes out. I don't know. We'll figure something out. I got, I got no plans. That's, uh, that's kind of how I am right I'll now. I'll be sober by Sunday. <laughs> All right. You guys are great. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Share the show out. And hopefully, hopefully we can all cash some tickets this weekend. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.